The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. And we are thrilled that you are here with us today. Uh, we are going to, uh, the second half of our show, be speaking with Mark McHugh. He is the CEO of Ioxis. Since, uh, he's been there since late 2010 and has led its growth towards becoming one of the world's top-tier developers of ultra-capacitor-based energy storage systems, which he will tell us a lot about in the next few minutes. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Chrissy. Great to be here. Uh, well, I'm thrilled that you're here, and I'm so excited for our listeners to to learn about your company. Um, I've done quite a bit of research on ultracapacitors, I've had to say, in the last uh, week or so. Can't say that I was an expert <laughs> before, <laughs> but um, and I'm not sure I'm actually still, I'm not an expert yet. So uh, tell us, tell us about your company and, and the technology behind it. Would be happy to, Chrissy. We make a product called an ultracapacitor. An ultracapacitor, your listeners can think of it as a cross between a battery and a capacitor. We are uh, an ultracapacitor is much more powerful than a battery and can be uh, charged and discharged up to a million times. And uh, you can fully charge an ultracapacitor in a matter of seconds. When's the last time you Hmm. were able to charge a battery that fast? So it has a a number of advantages over traditional battery technology. We like to think of ultracapacitors as the next big thing in energy storage. Okay. And the energy storage, the the world of energy storage is is definitely growing. Why why are ultracapacitors at the forefront of this? Well, because ultracapacitors represent a fundamental change in not only the way you store energy, but more importantly for our customers, uh, allow them to do uh, different things with the uh, the products that we're, we're built into. An ultracapacitor has a lot of power. It doesn't have as much energy as a battery, but when paired with a battery or sometimes just by itself, an ultracapacitor can allow machines, buses, wind turbines uh, to achieve performance that they could never have achieved uh, with just a battery technology alone. So it's not an either-or thing in many cases, but an ultracapacitor is just the, uh, the, the power on board the device with a very compact and lightweight shell. Okay. So what do they actually look like? Do they look like batteries? In, in some cases, they do, Chrissy. We actually, at Ioxys, offer the broadest range in the industry of ultracapacitor types. So if you buy one of our products, you're going to be buying something that, eat, that can look like a battery uh, in a cylindrical form, and the shape or size of those devices could be as small as a salt and pepper shaker or as large mm. as a, a 16-ounce can of beer. <laughs> the, uh, the, we also make pouch products, which are designed to fit in small aluminum sleeves, and those are more like the uh, shape of a loaf of bread, and those mm. are, are flat prismatic style that can uh, fit in tight spaces. Okay. So I know that, that recently you had um, a you know, successful refinancing loan and, uh, round of um, bringing in blue chip strategic investors like GE, ConocoPhillips, Alstom, Group Schneider. Now, what, tell me, how are they, how are they being utilized? What, what is the interest here? Where am I putting this ultracapacitor? Sure. Uh, a hybrid bus uh, is a, an exciting new market for our product. Uh, companies, uh, especially overseas, 
are building buses that uh, are much cleaner and more fuel efficient than current buses. And ultracapacitors enable that to, enable that to happen. We provide the propulsion for those buses, much like what you see in uh, passenger cars, only the power requirements are much higher. Also in wind turbines, uh, wind turbines require an onboard energy storage system, not for the output of the generation, but to actually provide the adjustment of the blades in different wind conditions so you can harvest the energy from uh, Mother Nature d despite uh, the varying wind conditions. And ultracapacitors use, are used in the nose cone or the nacelle mm -hmm. of a wind turbine. Passenger cars are starting to use ultracapacitors for start-stop systems that provide about a 12 to 15 percent improvement in fuel efficiency. Uh, industrial equipment like robots and um, uh, manufacturing devices are all now designing ultracapacitors into those equipment so they have more power to uh, handle the loads uh, that are, are in the manufacturing environment. Okay, so the, so the passenger cars, they're not necessarily the hybrid buses or hybrid cars, they're passenger cars. So if I'm going to purchase a new car, what I want to say, hey, do you have, what kind of ultracapacitor do you have? Or do you have an ultracapacitor? Is this something that is just, is it going to be part of the day-to-day the -day language of the average Joe? Or is it just something that's going to be part of the, 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 the infrastructure of a car, for, let's say? Initially, it's going to be the latter. That is, the customers going to look for better fuel efficiency. And the way they get to that fuel efficiency is using an ultracapacitor okay. for the start-stop system. Now, over time, we'd like to think that uh, an ultracapacitor will be in the day-to-day -day <laughs> language of your, of your listeners. But what we know they're looking for now is better fuel efficiency, better mileage right. for their car without any nuisance. Uh, and that's what we provide. You're, you can buy a, a normal car now, especially in Europe, and uh, without you even knowing it, the car shuts down when it's at a stop condition for any length of time, whether that's a stop sign or an intersection. And the car starts as soon as you pull away, as soon as you press on the gas. Now, the your listener doesn't have to do anything uh, to make all that happen, but by shutting the engine off uh, instead of idling at intersections, you can save quite a bit of gas. And again, about 12 to 15 percent improvement in gas mileage, and it's invisible to the user. Okay. Now let's let's talk about you for a minute here. How did you? How, you've been in the clean tech business for for quite a quite a long time. I think it would be fun for our listeners to to learn a little bit more about about you and how you ended up at Ioxis. Sure. Well, my wife calls it a personality flaw. I've been in the energy <laughs> tech space for, for 29 years, and um, it's what uh, it's what it's what motivates me. I, I understand this space, and I started off as an engineer out of college with a mechanical engineering degree from Notre Dame, and I uh, wound up working for a large U.S. utility. Mm -hmm. I spent my early years, roughly a, dec a decade, <clears throat> working for uh, two major U.S. utilities, and. Uh, gave me some great experience on the uh, on the fundamentals, and and then as, as I moved on into my career, I started working for companies that provide uh, uh, energy technology services and products, and I have uh, been at the helm of a number of different uh, startup energy tech companies um, in the, with flywheels uh, for storing energy. Uh, I even started up the. Uh, 
ultra-capacitor business of who is now my largest competitor. Oh, really? So okay. I, I, uh, I created that monster, but it's, it's a good thing because <laughs> it helped uh, create an awareness and a, and a use of uh, this technology in our, in our markets. Right. Wow. That's, so, that's interesting that you are... Uh, so, now tell us, you, you're based in New York. Yes, okay. we're based in Oneonta, New York, which is uh, uh, right where the former U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame uh, used to be, and oh. not far from Cooperstown, about 15, 20 minutes from uh, the, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. Okay, okay. All right, so tell us where, you're, where is the market here? Where is your market, and what is your market? The market is worldwide, and, and, and actually... Chrissy, we sell more product overseas than we do in the U.S. right now, which is not to say that there isn't a good market in the U.S., but uh, China and Japan, for instance, are two markets that consume quite a lot of our product. Uh, about two-thirds of our, um, of our product, uh, our production, is shipped to those countries. Okay. The, uh, the uh, Chinese have a very fast-developing uh, infrastructure, as you uh, probably know, and that includes uh, many wind turbines. Uh, at the, last year, they were building, uh, putting up wind turbines at the rate of about one every 90 minutes <laughs> wow. uh, around the clock. Uh, uh, 300,000 hybrid buses being built over the next several years, uh, and a passenger car market that's really just uh, uh, in the nascent stages. So mm -hmm. uh, great opportunities for us in the Asian markets, and that's one of the reasons why we recently acquired uh, one of our competitors there. Okay. So is that is this the um, power systems? Yes. Okay. That's correct. Let's talk about that um, because that also meant that you brought your production facilities actually over to the U.S. So tell us about this acquisition. Yeah, it's interesting, Chrissy. I was giving a presentation for the Global Clean Tech 100. Uh, Ioxys was chosen as the top 100 companies around the world that is going to make an impact uh, on the global energy technology. And at that uh, presentation in Washington, D.C., one of the owners of Power Systems uh, approached me after my speech and uh, uh, brought the idea up. And we very quickly reacted to it. In fact, over the holidays, November and December of last year, and then into January, uh, we finished a due diligence process at record time, less than three months. And we acquired a great company uh, called Power Systems. They're based in Kusatsu, Japan, near Kyoto, on the western side of the country. And they have a tremendous lineup of uh, flat cell products, uh, much like the kinds of uh, form factors that we saw lithium uh, hybrid batteries, lithium batteries, uh, move into as, the, uh, as that technology began to uh, become more common. Place. So we, uh, we jumped at the opportunity. We now own the business. And one of the things that I uh, realized when I looked closely at uh, the, the business is that there are a lot of similarities between the early parts of the manufacturing process for their cells as there is for the Ioxys legacy product line. So long story short, mm. I, I made a decision to combine the manufacturing facilities and in so doing, uh, shut down the facilities. We are in the process now of shutting down the facilities in Japan and consolidating them to our production facilities in New York. Okay. And that made good economic sense? Is that... Yes. Okay. The, you're exactly right, Chrissy. The key driver there was the what we call the margin improvement. It, it sim simply put, it costs less for us to build all of the products in one location than it did to build half the products in one location and half the products in the other. So, by consolidating uh, the manufacturing to one location, uh, we it costs us a lot less to build our product. Okay. Okay. Now, 
what is the, what, let's talk about green jobs a little bit, because obviously this is going to create more jobs at IOXIS, and I, and I assume you're growing at this Absolutely. point. We're growing at a faster rate than anyone in our in our business by quite a lot. Um, we're going to put 20 to 30 new production jobs into the New York area immediately as a result of this, and we expect that number to grow as we build the business. Uh, when I started the company, uh, when I started with the company uh, in. Uh, uh, the fall of 2010, we had 19 employees. Uh, we have 82 employees now, and that number is about to get higher. Wow, that's a lot of jobs in a very short amount of time. So, do you do you feel like the uh, the clean tech and the, the the green jobs are? Give us your general feeling on 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 the growth of green jobs in this country. Well, I think the. There's a lot of reason for optimism uh, for growth of green jobs in our country because we have great technology. Uh, the thing that's going to uh, create jobs in our country is not because we have the cheapest labor. We're not trying to win the race to the bottom with the Chinese or anyone else uh, on labor rates. What we can do is win the race for being uh, the most uh, innovative, having the best technology, and being the best entrepreneurs. I would stack up the entrepreneurial and uh, creativity uh, of our uh, engineers and scientists uh, with those of anyone else in the world. And mm -hmm. that's what's going to create opportunities and jobs uh, in our country as we keep that technology uh, uh, in our possession. Right, exactly. I, I, I agree with that. Um, and the all right, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm stuck on the the, the the job the job thing because it's something that um, you know we talk about a lot on the show and how the green jobs they're not necessarily all green jobs. You don't necessarily have to be working for a clean tech company to have a green job per se, mm -hmm. um, but you know it definitely in in your case it 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 is most directly related. Um, yeah, I would say that our. Our company not only builds a product that, uh, without a smoke, we're not a smokestack industry, and we also enable uh, a variety of companies uh, to build their product, which is what you would uh, refer to as a, as a clean or a green product. Our product is uh, a component. We're designed in, into someone else's product. So it's, uh, as you, when you're in the component sales, um, our, the idea for us is to be designed into a variety of products. And virtually everything we are designed into is what you would refer to, Chrissy, as a, as a clean product, a wind turbine, a hybrid bus, a more fuel-efficient passenger car, a more efficient LED lighting system. Those are all the kinds of products that we are uh, we, that we enable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so let's get let's go back. For, oh, let me reintroduce you for for our listeners who have just uh, just jumped on board. We're we're speaking with Mark McGew. He's the uh, CEO of Ioxus. Uh, now, why are why is the U.S. ahead in this next generation energy storage? Well, we've uh, have great material science uh, at, at the uh, uh, the universities uh, that, that we pull our, our scientists from, and we uh, Ioxus in particular, Ioxus invests heavily in R and D. That's the number one area where of our business uh, that we spend money in is the R and D area, uh, and in in that area, our goals are to understand the uh, science behind how you store energy in an ultracapacitor. And a lot of it has to do with 
the surface area of the carbon. And without getting into all of the technical details, <laughs> uh, suffice it to say, our the uh, the staff that we hire, the material scientists and the ceramic engineers, have that uh, kind of capability, and we've concentrated that in a in a nice area uh, in upstate New York between Albany and Rochester and Binghamton, with uh, Oneonta being right in the center. We've got quite a lot of uh, expertise. Uh, some of it derived from um, adjacent industries like uh, Kodak, uh, Eastman Kodak, in the film uh, area. Uh, de- developing um, uh, uh, traditional uh, analog film, had a lot of the same principles uh, used in the designs of those products transfers to the uh, design of a good electrode for an ultracapacitor. So hmm. it really starts with the science and having the best technology, and that allows us to win business overseas, even though we don't have the cheapest labor. Right, right. We just, I just, you know, you always hear about it, particularly in the solar, you know, the solar world where we get crushed by you know, let's say China, and it's it's sort of a bloodbath. And and for some reason, I'm reading uh, that that we're staying ahead on this. Is are we going to stay ahead, or is are people clipping at their heels here, or are we just really cornered the market at this point? Well, Ioxys is is ahead in this technology, and if I have anything to say about it, we will maintain that lead. <laughs> I, I, what I do when I go out for fundraising and and seek strategic investors like General Electric and Alstom and Group Schneider is not only look for the, the resources that allows us to hire great engineers and concentrate uh, core expertise uh, in this area for, to, to achieve the, the kind of um, capabilities of our product that customers care about. And, and in, one, in one instance, it's, it's energy density. But beyond that, just to have the, the strongest uh, cadre of, of scientists and engineers that can build the best product, but also these relationships allow us to sell that product into our investors, like General Electric has a number of business units that uh, have an interest uh, and are beginning to use our product. And the same goes true with Alstom, which is a, a very large company that builds uh, transportation systems all throughout the world. Based, uh, They're based in Europe. Group Schneider is like a General Electric uh, in Europe. And so there are many applications for our product. And as we build our product uh, into those uh, uh, those applications at those companies, that gives us a, a, a leverage, not only um, from the standpoint of, of, of size and, and revenues and profits, but also uh, to be able to, to be able to customize our product for those applications. And those kinds of uh, advantages uh, are what allow us to, to win business with a similar application uh, for a company in China that, uh, you know, looks at Dioxys as someone who has not only has a great portfolio of products, but we have experience in in, uh, designing power systems, ultra-capacitor-based power systems for a train or for a bus or for an industrial machine. Mm -hmm. And and that's something that our our competition lacks. Of course, that will change over time, but we are also planning uh, the releases of two new generations of products that we think will be game-changers in the industry that no one uh, will be able to offer. Right. I sort of picture it like the, the Acela train versus the regional train. You're kind of just going at a faster pace here, and no one's really going to catch up. <laughs> that, that, that's our hope, and we certainly are determined to. Uh, we fully understand, Christy, that what gives Ioxys an advantage over our competition is not necessarily having
having the cheapest labor. But really, labor is only 8% of our overall cost of goods sold. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, would be a, it would be a mistake to fixate on, well, what's your hourly labor rate? Because that All doesn't right. have a huge impact on the cost of our product. What has a huge impact on whether our product sells or not is not just the cost, but the performance. Right. And that's why we uh, are determined to keep the, uh, the performance of our product better than anyone else in the business. So in terms of your, your acquisition of power systems, have you acquired other, any other companies where you've also then acquired the IP? Well, yes, we did, actually. Um, uh, a little over a year ago, we acquired a smaller company, a consultancy based in Schenectady, New York, actually, uh, called AEC, Advanced Energy Conversion. And that is where we acquired uh, some core competency that we use to this day to uh, be able to design modules. That, and modules are the way you combine um, multiple cells together in a single package. Think of it like taking, uh, uh, making a six-pack, only this six-pack has intelligence in it. It has uh, power electronics and cell balancing and, and other uh, uh, things that I won't try to describe here. Yeah. Turn that product into something that's useful when you want to put it on, on, on board a bus, because uh, uh, these, these applications use more than one cell. Okay. So that module design competency we acquired when we acquired AEC uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, okay. So are you working then with, um, with major auto companies? Yes, um, both uh, in the U.S. and overseas. Okay. Um, and, you know, for not only for the passenger car uh, start-stop system application that I described earlier, but also right. for, uh, for other applications. Uh, it was an interesting quote, Chrissy. You may have heard uh, Elon Musk uh, give uh, not long ago that uh, and Elon Musk, for the <laughs> listeners that don't know it, he's the guy behind Tesla Motors, that uh, sexy all-electric uh, car that, uh, that is uh, becoming uh, very popular. It's an expensive car, but it's a high-performing car. The Tesla uh, founder uh, said that he thought that not batteries, but ultra-capacitors would be the future of the electric car. Yeah. And uh, we like to, th- we, we think he could be onto something. How <laughs> you hope he is. We're working very hard to uh, increase the energy density of our products so that it can be used for the uh, drive systems of uh, not just electric cars, but hybrid cars. And right. we think uh, hybrid cars are... Um, uh, when you can build them re- with reliable, reliably and long range, uh, that is, uh, you know, what the customer wants. Uh, oil prices are not likely to stay down; they're going to keep going up. And uh, when that happens, people will get a constant reminder of the uh, value of good fuel efficiency in your car, and that all. Uh, bodes well for uh, companies that uh, build a product like ours. Exactly, exactly. Well, I just uh, saw Elon uh, Musk on on 60 Minutes, and they were talking about his SpaceX program. Right. Yeah, and it's a uh, he sort of bet his company on it, and it, it it worked. So I think he's 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 a pretty smart guy. So he may be on to something. I agree. Well, he started off with I think it was PayPal, and he did quite yeah. well with that. And <laughs> uh, and uh, he's he's got a pretty good track record. And and being in the business and having spent uh, a fair amount of time in the energy tech, tech space, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, betting with my actions that. Uh, Ultracapacitors have a very bright future in the uh, uh, in a number of applications, and and really they're the next big thing in energy storage. 
Great. So let's um, let's just I, we have a couple more minutes. Are, I mentioned um, your involvement with auto companies. Um, do you have any other strategic partnerships that you you're developing as you as you grow the company? Well, as, as I mentioned, Chrissy, the general folks at General Electric uh, represent a whole family of businesses for our company, and mm-hmm. we are uh, working very closely with a number of the business units at uh, at GE, uh, both for product applications such as wind turbines, and also for the uh, development of next generation electrode products. Uh, GE uh, Research Center is a multi-billion dollar arm of GE, and they're conveniently located. Their world headquarters is very uh, close to where we are in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a tremendous uh, set of opportunities for us to, to uh, extend our technology lead on the competition by working collaboratively with our, uh, with our investment partners like General Electric. And so, uh, yes, we're, uh, we're um, investing heavily <laughs> in the development of our next generation products, and uh, uh, GE, for one, is, uh, is a part of that. That's great. That's great. So energy storage, um, it, wh- wh- what is the future like? I mean, for I- Ioxys, I, we have, I think our listeners, and I think we have a pretty good idea of, of where you guys are going, and it looks like it's, it's a bright future. Energy storage in general, wh- wh- what is this field going to look like, let's say, in five years? Well, I think in five years there will be um, more uh, economic applications of large-scale energy storage. Now, mind you, Chrissy, that is not the direction we're looking to go with Ioxys, but mm-hmm. you asked me the broader question. So just stepping outside yeah. of my uh, role as the CEO at Ioxys, <laughs> I will tell you that uh, there are some uh, interesting new developments in what we call grid-scale storage, uh, not particularly an application for ultracapacitors, but uh, an opportunity to take uh, the, uh, the energy when, when it is generated at off hours or off-peak hours uh, and store it. Because when you generate electricity, you have to use it instantaneously or store it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only have those two choices. So if there's not a demand for that capacity when you, when you generate it, there's a, you have to either store it or it's going to go unused. And so energy storage at what we call a grid scale, uh, I think, is an exciting new opportunity for uh, inexpensive forms of uh, bulk energy storage. Mm-hmm. Particularly as you move away from the, the fossil fuel economy. Well, and, and as we yes, and as we move towards renewables, the, the challenge with renewables is that the wind uh, sometimes blows in the middle of the night when uh, no one needs the electricity. Right. Uh, and I'm saying that in a very general general sense, but uh, uh, Mother Nature is is not uh, always in tune with uh, our demand. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, this has been fabulous. Thank you for explaining, you know, ultra capacitors to us. I know that, um, you know, our listeners definitely learned a lot. It's not it's not something that, you know, you hear you don't hear the word a lot. And a lot of people didn't know what they were prior. So we're you know, I'm thrilled that, that we've been able to educate people about it and uh, your business. Well, Chrissy, well, I hope when your listeners think ultracapacitors, they also think Ioxys, because we are the technology <laughs> leader, and we uh, are a name that hopefully your listeners will hear more about in the future. Terrific. Thank you, Mark. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for having me, Chrissy. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.